0: How many of you could sense when we sang that song, Let Heaven Come, the Spirit of God was all over it? Uh, Did you work out what that meant? God wants heaven, heaven's dream, to come into your heart. And we were singing, Let Heaven Come. We don't want just any dream, but heaven's dream to come into our heart. So I'm trusting that God will do something very specific uh, for each one of us here tonight. I believe, as I said earlier today, that God is about to awaken and enlarge the dream that's in your heart, that's in my heart. He's not finished with you yet. Why don't you just tell the person next to you, he's not finished with you yet. Okay, he's got... (laughs) Acts 2.17, shall come to pass in the last days, God says, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams. Dreams. You know, the dream God has for you, whatever it is, big or small, is important, it is significant, it's necessary, God needs it, you need it, and we need it as well in this place. Over 250 references to that word dream in the Old Testament, it comes through the word Harlem, which means to make healthy or whole, when you pursue God's dream. It's going to make you healthy, it's going to make you whole, it's going to make you feel complete, it'll make you feel fulfilled, and you know, a real sense of purpose in God's life. Without following God's dream, it's always something's missing, something's empty, people lack purpose, and that's why much of our world feels empty. Even though they've got great achievement, great success, they still turn out empty. Why? They've never discovered or connected with God's dream, God's purpose for their lives, why they're on the planet. So one reason why a dream, having a dream from God is so important. If you remember Joel Holden speak to us a a while ago, and he talked about the contrast between cause and sacrifice. Cause and sacrifice. I want to change that to dream and sacrifice. And the thought he was giving is that if we always focus on the aspect of sacrifice in serving God, You know, we could end up burning out, it will make us bitter, we could end up disillusioned, you know, we think, man, this is, oh, so hard, they asked me to do so much, God, you're a hard taskmaster, because we're focusing on the, the side of sacrifice, but when you shift that and make your focus on the dream, the cause that burns within your heart the passion, the reason for your life, when that becomes your focus, the, the, the whole thing, that overrides the sacrifice. It overrides the cost. <laughs> Hello. thought there was a fire alarm for a moment there, all right? Okay. <laughs> All right, but someone obviously liked the point that I just made, so thank you for that. I'll take that as a compliment. But when you capture a cause within your heart, then the the, the sacrifice is kind of like, it becomes so small. It becomes so minor because there's something burning within your heart that you want to complete, that you want to fulfill. And you say, God, whatever it takes, count me in. Have you ever noticed that, you know, top athletes sacrifice so much? You know, the All Blacks. They, they go through rigorous training, day in and day out. They talk about getting through the pain barrier. You know, they, they get pushed beyond the limits, and you sort of have to ask the question. You know, they, they have time away from their family. You know, they, they you know away from their kids, overseas, and you ask well, why? Why on earth would you do that? Why? Because they have a dream. Because they have a burning desire within their hearts. What to be the very best to be a great all-black, to excel. And so when the the dream is big enough, when the cause is great enough, hey, sacrifice kind of just disappears out the window. It doesn't trouble you. It doesn't bother you. And so I want to suggest to you today, if you're always thinking, oh, this is so hard. Oh, the sacrifice, da-da-da. Try and catch a, a greater dimension of God's dream for your life, God's purpose for your life. And then, you know, why did Jesus go to the cross? I mean, the sacrifice is beyond comprehension. Why did he do it? He had a dream. You know what that dream was? You. That dream was your salvation, that you would spend eternity with him in heaven. That's why he didn't worry about the cross. He, he, he was focused on the vision and the dream. So I'm going to pray at the end of tonight for God to release dreams and great cause into your hearts. I want you to get ready to receive because God is a dream giver. He's a dream giver. And, uh, you know, when you, you, you can, as I said, you can impart what you carry. And I know that I carry dream from heaven in my heart. I never think of the sacrifice. I don't think I ever have. It just doesn't really cross my mind because this thing is so strong within my heart. So, so burning within me. And I want to impart that spirit into Church Unlimited, into every person in Church Unlimited, that together we will say, whatever it takes, God, count me in. I'll pay the price. I'll get, help you to get the job done. I have a dream to see New Zealand and beyond as the epicenter of a great awakening sending shockwaves of the Spirit across this nation and into the nations of the world. I have a dream to see New Zealand and beyond uh, pulling in over 10,000 people and us in the Vector Arena. I've got, Actually, in my heart, I'm beyond the Vector Arena, but it's probably too much for you to handle right now. You know, it says if you've got to have, a, such, a, have such a big dream that you're scared to tell people about it. Well, I'll leave that part beyond the Vector Arena till another day. But God is with us. I have a dream for increased national influence in our nation. Do you know that funeral service of Sioni uh, Lowaki that was streamed uh, on demand? The last I heard, it has been viewed, listen for this, over 217,000 times. Is that national influence? I mean, only God could orchestrate something like that. Church Unlimited. All across this nation, 207, well, probably overseas as well, 17,000 times. And you know, I've been energized for my dream by a number of you who took time today to honk for me after my message this morning. You know, I just heard from different ones and they... You know, just told me how blessed they were, how encouraged they were. I tell you, I felt energized. I felt strengthened in the dream that I carried. But hey, don't just honk for me. Honk for one another. Honk for everybody. You know, give the person next to you a good honk right now. Tell them something good. Tell them they're fantastic. Did you have something to tell them? Tell them how good looking they are. Tell them they've got a great singing voice. Tell them that, you know, you love their shoes, you love their hairstyle, you know, honk, honk. We're going to become the honking church. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you have no idea the difference it makes when someone honks for you. It really is very, very powerful. I said this morning, if you have a great thought about someone, go and tell them. A thought without being told is a dead thought, a useless thought. God probably stopped giving you those thoughts, so have those thoughts and tell them. Hey, Here's a quote for you. Be who you were created to be, and you will set the world on fire. You don't have to be anyone else. Don't be an echo. Don't be a cop. Be yourself. When you discover that, you will set the world on fire. Here's another quote. If you think you're ordinary... You'll live an ordinary life. But I'm here to tell you, there is nothing ordinary about you. There is nothing ordinary about any single person in this great auditorium tonight. Tell the person next to you, there's nothing ordinary about you. You are... Yeah, yeah. You are extraordinary. You are extraordinary. There's nothing ordinary about anyone in this order. I couldn't stay seated when I had to make that point because you are an amazing group of people made in the very image of God, crowned with glory and honor, anointed of the Holy Spirit, filled with power, with vision and a dream that we're going to release tonight that's going to help us shake this nation and the nation's of the world. Here's another quote for you. You have no idea of what you're capable of until you try. Until you try, it's time to try with wisdom. And if you fail, it's okay. We're going to create a culture in this place where it's okay to fail. I'm going to preach on it. I don't know when. It's coming up. It's okay to make mistakes because you make no mistakes, you achieve nothing. The pathway to success is mistakes. The pathway to success is failure. Go on, go out and make a few mistakes, and we'll bless you. We'll say, good on you for trying. The person who stands before the mirror and says, I never made a mistake, I tell you, they never achieved anything. How did you learn to ride a bike? Yeah, by making mistakes, by falling off your bike. How did you learn to drive? Yeah, by crashing into the gate and the back bumper of the person behind you. You have no idea what you're capable of. You have no idea what you are capable of until you try. Until you try. Until you get God's dream in your heart. You see, ability, intelligence, and ambition. Without, sorry, ability and intelligence without ambition is like a bird without wings. Ability and gifts without a dream are like a bird without wings you don't dream, you see, you were born to fly. And it's a dream from God that causes you to lift off the earth and begin to fly into the heights that God has got for you. That's what's happening in Church Unlimited. We are doing way beyond anything any of us ever expected to do. What's caused us to fly, it's a dream that we are received directly from the throne of God and from heaven itself. God's dream for your life will lift you up. You see, there's dreams give us power. If your dream is great, your potential for success is also great. If your dream is great, your potential to succeed is great. If your dream is small, we're not going to go there. I had an ex- amazing experience no, not long ago. Came out of the 24-7 room. I think I may have said it to you before. I was, the young uh, youth leaders were just finishing off, and I just thought they were having a bit of a party. I thought, well, I'm going to gate crash this party. <laughs> so I went in there, gate crashed, and then uh, they said, have you got anything to say? Well, I didn't have anything to say at all, but God did. As I went to the front to talk to them, God gave me a prophetic word for them, which said this, there are seeds of greatness in every one of you. The seeds of greatness it was just so clear in my spirit, and then, as I after I finished saying it, I just tears just came to my eyes. Maybe for about the next ten minutes, as I just began to share with them the heart of God, I just know it wasn't me, because I didn't know that. When I looked around that room, I thought, "Really, God? Is that true?" Saw <laughs> saw so, so Helen very sitting there, and I said, "God, come on, you know, let's come. You, you know, seeds of greatness. <laughs> I tell you, there's seeds of greatness in that girl." You, you watch this space with her, her and Tim. They're going to make an impact in this nation. They will impact this nation for Christ. Yeah, they will. And so will the girls sitting next to them, Helen Dart. Watch her, guys. Keep an eye on that girl. She is going to make a difference, as it is, is the guy on the right-hand side, Julian Brown from our city church. He's going to touch this nation. They're not throwaway lines. I believe that with all my heart, all my heart. Of course, there's so many of the rest of you. I could go through every name here right tonight, but there we are. we'll just leave it there. But back, back to the, those youth, and I was talking to them, and uh, I knew without a doubt, without a doubt, there was a great dream from God for every one of them. That's what surprised me. It wasn't just for one or two of them. God was saying, not t- this is for every one of them. And as I said, the dream may be great or it may be smaller. It doesn't matter. It is significant. It is significant. We change the world one person at a time. But friends, what I said to them, I'm beginning to realize is true for every person in this room. Yeah. Yeah. There are seeds of greatness in every one of you. So now, please tell the person next to you, there are seeds of greatness in you. There's a God ordained dream already in you. You see, listen to me, please, for a moment and hear me well. You are no accident. You are not here by chance. You are not unwanted. You are not stupid. You are not useless. You are not rejected. You are not unwanted. You are chosen of God. You are special. You are precious. You are wanted by God. You are accepted by God. You are loved by God. It's not true that you won't amount to anything. You are going to amount to something. You are going to amount to something significant in the kingdom and in the purposes of God. God has a dream. God has a purpose for you. And don't let anyone ever tell you otherwise. Believe what God's word says and forget what everyone else may have said to you in your lifetime. You are called to make a difference, be a history maker. Can you do it? Let's hear from Bob the Builder one last time. Let's get started. Can we build it? Yes, we can. Right, crew. We need to dig a big trench for the pipes. Can we dig it? Yes, we can. Oh, yeah, I think so. I can't wait to see it. (laughs) Nor can I. (laughs) So here's the challenge. See, for many of you, that dream, those seeds of greatness, have been covered over by layer after layer of hurt, of pain, of criticism, of rejection, of abuse, of negativity. So much so, that some of you no longer believe or no longer think there could possibly be any seed of greatness in you, that God could have a terrific dream for you. You can't fathom that, that you could ever be or do something significant for God. But I'm here to prophesy of every single person in this auditorium without exception, There is a wonderful dream in your heart from God and there are seeds of greatness in you that we will do all that we can to remove those layers of hurt, those pain, the rejection and allow that seed to grow, break through all the opposition, break through all the negativity and emerge into something wonderful for the glory of God. There are seeds within every one of us. You know, Jesus created new realities over people by declaration. He just spoke over people's lives. That's what I'm doing tonight. I'm just speaking over all of your lives because that's what I see that God did. You know, he said to Abram, he said, uh, Abram had no children. All right. He's 100 years old. His wife is 90. So some of you older ones, listen up. Genesis 15, 5, he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven, count the stars, if you're able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. God gave Abraham, 100 years old, his wife, 90 years old, a wonderful dream. See, God is a dream dispeller, a dream. Giver. It doesn't matter how old you are. God's still got a dream for you. He wants to still enlarge that dream in some, some way. I don't think God ever finishes with us until we pass into eternity. He said to fearful Gideon, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. What was that? He was releasing the seeds of a dream that were within Gideon, that Gideon, Gideon didn't know. Gideon didn't know he was gonna, he could be a mighty man of valor. He just was fearful and afraid. He thought he's gonna mount to nothing. God spoke it into him. God deposited a dream within his heart that he could arise above the fear and do something wonderful for God. God will never speak to you like you're a loser, nor as you are today. He won't. He won't speak to you like you are right now. He'll never speak to you like you're a loser. He will speak to you what he knows you can be. That's what he's always focusing on, is what he knows you can be, what he knows you can do. You're made in the image of God with a dream of significance. You know, when I was in Sri Lanka a number of years ago, the prophet of God came and he spoke some words over me. And he said that you, you need to have a television ministry. See, there was a seed within me that I never knew existed. I never knew it was there. It never, never crossed my mind until someone came and spoke that word over my life. Suddenly that seed was watered. It was only nine months later that we had a television ministry. Folks, there are seeds within you that you just don't know about yet. But God is going to bring them forward. God is going to release them. Because it's going to take all of us together to fulfill the great dream that God has for your life and also for church unlimited. You know, the devil has one goal in your life. And that goal is to abort the dream and to abort the seed before it bears fruit. I bought the seed before it bears fruit. You know, there's a rush of abortions all around the world. In the natural, God's the devil's destroying seed. As in the natural, so in the spiritual. But hey, I've got good news for you. God is greater than the yeah. devil. Oh, <laughs> <clears throat> and he can bring your dream to pass. Let me just give you six thoughts about seeing dreams fulfilled. Number one is, we need to be so captured by the dream. I've touched on this already that we're willing to pay the price. So we don't think sacrifice anymore. You see, the dream won't work. your dream won't work unless you do. <laughs> You've got to work for your dream. You've got to sacrifice for your dream. but the, the sacrifice is not where we put the focus. You know, once, one, one key, I believe, The a thought I had of seeing your dream being fulfilled is taking the role of a servant. Take the role of a servant. It takes a big person to do a small thing. A very, very big person. And we mentioned this morning how we need a whole lot of helpers for New Zealand beyond. We need some very big people. They're going to help with the car park up at the arena, going to help with the kids' church, going to help with the um, new Christians. We need some very big people. We got some response this morning. Thank you for those who responded. But we still do need some more. But as I was putting this message together, God put a thought in my heart, which I believe was spirit-inspired. And I believe he said that, that as you serve, as you take the role of a servant, God will see it, and it will open the way for increased dreams and opportunity. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Well, I thought it was. Maybe you don't, but I thought it was interesting. You see, sometimes we have to take that lesser role for God to open up the door to great, because it's a test, you see. He was faithful in little. God knows will be faithful in much. I don't know which service I mentioned it in. Some of you may have heard it, may not have heard it. And this is... In no way a boast. But when I got saved, and you know, in the early years, well, not even in the early years as a young person, I used to drive 40 minutes each way out to Otara to k- teach these young little kids. They were about five, six years old. Sometimes there were no kids in the class. Sometimes there were six kids in the class. Then I drove 40 minutes into church to go through the service, and, and then, then went home after that. So it was a long, long morning. I did that for many years. And I did it joyfully. I did it willingly. It wasn't very fruitful. I wasn't very good at it. But as I look back over the years, I reckon God saw it. I reckon God saw that Here's a man, here's a man who's willing to take the low place. No one sees, no no one ever thanked us. I don't think anyone ever thanked us for doing that. It didn't matter. I wasn't doing it to be thanked. I was doing it for my Lord. Sometimes we hit a roadblock, and that block is God says, no, 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 I need you to do some small things, because it takes a big person to do something small. I'm expecting a big sign-up for the car park at the end of this and the kids' church and the new Christians because, uh, anyway, let's go on from there. Hey, so the second point is this. Don't let your dream go, regardless of the obstacles and the delays. Never give up on a dream because of the time that it takes to accomplish because that time will pass anyway. Grab a hold of that dream. Someone said, there's no replacement for dreams. Hold fast to them. For when they are gone, life is a barren wasteland. Wow. Don't let your dream go. Don't let dreams go. Hold fast to them. Hold on to them. Stand up to it. You know, adversity is a true test of any dream. If you've got a dream from God, it will be tested. (laughs) You will face adversity. (laughs) Adversity. You will, and I've faced it myself, and, and we all, because, you know, the enemy, there's an enemy out there, he doesn't want our dream for you, and maybe you're facing that adversity right now. The thing is, don't give up. You know, don't let it go. You know, when you're embarking on something that is ordained of God, I guarantee the enemy is going to turn up and try and block your pathway, and say, so don't go down that direction. Don't follow that direction. Friends, that's a word for some people sitting here right now. You're about to... Let go. Something that you've embarked on, don't do it. It's adversity. You've got to fight through the adversity. You know, we've held on our dream here for almost 30 years. You're talking about adversity. You better believe it. But we held firm. We held on to the dream, and we're seeing God begin to do some wonderful things in our midst. Number three, let your dreams for the future be your motivation in the present to straighten out your life. And to grow in your spiritual walk. You see, because of a dream, we allow the God to do a work in our hearts. You know, to prepare us, to get us ready. And sometimes it's really difficult to go through. It's really hard. I know that, you know, some of you have probably heard, you know, it can be very painful over the last 18 months. My, my wife will testify to you about this. this. has been some of the most challenging times in my walk as a Christian. As I felt God just battering me left, right, and center to, to prepare me and get me ready for, the, uh, for more of the dream that he's got for me. And it's been excruciating at times, and times have said to God, God, I, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can take this. It is painful. It is difficult. But what kept me going, friends? The thing that kept me going was the dream. You see, because of the dream, I was willing to go through what it takes to be changed, to be transformed, to become the person God wants me to be so that I can fully embrace all the dream and everything about it that God has for me. Let God, let your dream change and transform you. Let it do a work in your heart. I'm going to mention somebody right now that I I hope this is not going to embarrass them at all, but it might, but too bad. You know someone that in our church that I've seen, you know, they've got a dream, they're pursuing it. And one of the most changed people that I know in this church now, because I don't know all of you, and many of you are probably more changed as a person. Do you know who I'm talking about? I'm talking about Pastor Brendan Duff. Yeah. You know, God's just been working in his life, and because we do things together, And I think I said to him the other day, "Man, God, you're just such a transformed person." I mean, he was fantastic before, anyway. He's just more fantastic now. All right, I'm not saying he was bad. Don't get me wrong. Where are you, Brendan? Are you all right? Where? where are he's gone. He's left. No, he's walked out. All right, are you up in the, he's up there, all right, say yes, yes, okay, he didn't say it, I just said it anyway, but it's, you know, it's so good, isn't it, and God wants to do that in all of our lives, you know, I, God's changing me, my wife will testify to that, but in my case, it's because I needed to, you know, I wasn't super good, but I'm, 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 I'm getting there, I'm changing slowly, bit by bit. The fourth point is this, you have what you need for the season you're in. Whatever season you're in, you've got what you need. For the part of the dream that you're up to right now, you've got what you need to get the job done. You have the talent, you have the qualifications, you have the experience for what you are required to do right now. Don't doubt yourself. Tell the person next to you, don't doubt yourself. Don't doubt yourself. All right, have you got that? Don't doubt yourself. You've got what it takes. You've got what it takes. You can do the job. God knew what he was doing when he called you, when he chose you for the position that you're in right now. He knew what he was doing. Number five, and I'm just about done. Gosh, our time's gone. Whatever God's put in your heart, declare that it will come to Pass. You've got to speak favor into your future. Come on. You've got to speak into your future. You've got to talk to your future. You've got to tell your future. That's what we do here all the time, don't we? You hear us declaring, proclaiming. What are we doing? We're speaking to our future. We're speaking favor over our future. Whatever you know your future to be, begin to speak into it. Speak over it. Prophesy it to it. Declare it. Because probably no one else is going to. All right. And the last point is this. Don't follow your dreams. Chase them. Don't follow your dreams. Chase them. Run after them with fervor and with zeal. Find your dream and let it guide you in everything that you do. That's what happens when you've got your dream. Most of your decisions are made. It just guides you. It directs you. It leads you. You know which way you're going, so you're not going to easily be distracted left or right. You just... You just go straight down the center, heading for the bullseye of the dream that you know God has put in your life. Your life becomes uncluttered. You see, when you don't have a dream, you get all cluttered up, and you're here, there, and everywhere. When you have a dream, it it defines you. It it causes you to walk in a, a, a straight pathway to the destination that God has for you. And if you still don't sense a dream of your own, what do you do? I suggest you hook up with a leader whose vision resonates with you. Hook up with the dream, if you can, of Church Unlimited and become our partner. One last quote. The tragedy in life doesn't lie in not reaching your goal. The tragedy lies in having no goal to reach. The tragedy doesn't lie in having no dream. And Sorry, in not reaching your dream. The tragedy lies in having no dream to reach. The most powerful weapon God has on earth is a human soul on fire with the dream of God. Be who you were created to be, and you will set the world alight. God has a great dream for your life. In Jesus' name, amen.